dogs. The Bulldogs fall to the Alabama Crimson Tide in the SEC Championship, 41-24. to Where do I start? This is going to be a bit of a rant. Not going to lie to you. But, you know, I think it's important that we take moments like this as frustrating and as annoying as they are and take a second to really, to really look at what our problems are because when we lose this game after a 12 and 0 season mind you we have had a great season things have gone our, our way we haven't been the most healthy team but we ran through a schedule that many thought we would but when it comes to Alabama it, it is we talked about in this last podcast it is a hurdle that we cannot seem to clear and I'm I'm determined to get to the bottom of it because if we don't change if we can't find success, we are going to be blocked from our biggest goals, SEC championships, national championships, whether it's playoff, first round, second round, whatever it is. I, I want to start with, first of all, let, let's start with Nick Saban. I, I want to start there because instead of putting blame on this defense, which we will give them their blame, putting blame on Kirby, which we will give him his blame, putting blame on his decisions to play Stetson Bennett over JT Daniels and how the game script went and the new coverages, we're going to give everybody their blame. But I think it's only appropriate to give Nick Saban his just due. People, people cannot seem to grasp. Nick Saban is... He is that guy, plain and simple. He is the GOAT. Now, K Kirby, Kirby is of the same mindset that it takes players to win games, and it does. It does. But if you look at these two teams, go back and watch this game film. Look at the course of the season and just imagine that everybody's going to revert back to their averages at one point. Ooh, I'm, I'm finna rant. I'm finna rant for real. This UGA team is better than this Alabama team. If, if you can't see that or you don't understand why that I say that, not trying to be a homer, really, really, from top to bottom, offense and defense, this team is better. Georgia is better. But the thing about Nick Saban is, Nick Saban, when it comes to one game, one football game, you're in trouble because he's going to find your weaknesses and he is going to nullify every single one of your strengths. Now, what's that look like on the football field? This offensive line hasn't been able to block anybody all season long. All season long. They struggled against Florida, Texas A&M, LSU, Auburn. We, we saw it, and you cannot fix an offensive line in one week. But what did they do? They protected as if they were the best offensive line in the, in the SEC and completely neutralized, completely neutralized our front seven and mainly our front four. Watch the film. Jordan Davis looks like he is absolutely gassed, absolutely tired in the in the you know the later quarters, and that's because I think they took a little bit of uh, time watching the Tennessee game. Uh, 
how can we neutralize this front seven? Because you do that, we've all known that our secondary was suspect. But when you have a front seven that blitzes and gets to the quarterback, gets home as much as they do, it really causes problems. We couldn't get home, but we continued to try to do so, leaving our back end exposed. <sighs> okay, back to Nick Saban real quick. I'm finna, go, I'm finna go down a rabbit hole. So for those of you who watch pro football, let's just go to Monday night. It's Tuesday right now. It's the 7th I'm doing this. Monday night football. It was uh, the Bills. The Bills, one of the AFC favorites, in my opinion, with Josh Allen and that great secondary versus Mac Jones, an Alabama quarterback, uh, rookie, rookie, and the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. This is this is a perfect summation of Kirby versus Saban and uh, the Bills head coach versus Belichick or Belichick versus anybody. They built New England Patriots ran the ball. All night long. Mac Jones threw the ball one time. One time and a half of a game in professional football. Why? Because when you when you talk about success with Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, they find success and they do what it takes to get to that point. Other coaches and what Kirby has, is starting to show us over and over again. They want to look for things to take them to be successful. Now, let, let me kind of explain that. The way Kirby runs a program, the way Nick Saban runs a program, you micromanage. You have your hand in everything, and that can be good. Kirby has, has built an empire at UGA, and we're going to be on top, near the top, battling for the top for a long time, just like Alabama has on their side. But the thing, the difference between Nick Saban and Kirby is Kirby cannot, he has this, he has this desire for his offense to look this way. Let's run the ball. Let's control the clock. And, and yeah, that's great in the regular season. Nick Saban, they were, him and Nick Saban, they were winning championships like that Alabama for a long time. Alabama has moved on from that for a while now and Kirby is simply behind since Mac Jones since uh Tua uh Tagovailoa now with Bryce Youngs they're throwing the ball they're throwing the ball 40 plus times not it not just even in big games they they're doing this throughout the regular season they are risking taking the loss aka Texas A&M with this new offense and less defense because they know a high-powered offense like that is hard to stop. All right. I want to give a shout-out to Brooks Austin because I saw a lot of people talking about a, a YouTube video that Brooks Austin, uh, he covered the game and and why we cannot beat uh, Alabama. And, I mean, he's right on. Now, I will admit, I folded. I blinked. I flinched. Stetson Bennett was doing so well. Took us to 12-0. The, the dimension of him using his feet was on point. Nick Saban don't care about none of that. When push comes to shove, Stetson Bennett, who did throw the ball 48 times for 300, let me give him his credit, 340 yards, three touchdowns. We were in control early. But look what happened when you force him to make decisions. Two interceptions, one on a pick six. I was texting Keegan. I was texting Keegan while we were watching this game. I said, I literally said, Nick Saban, 
Nick Saban, let me, I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm not even going to. Right, right, right. Stetson, I said Stetson's going to struggle today. And di that didn't take long. This was about 40 minutes into the game. He can't read the defense fast enough in critical moments. Nick Saban knows this, and he. this is when he had almost thrown that first pick six. They faked man coverage and went zone. I said, I don't like it. It was another quarter later where he did throw a fake, uh, where, they, where they ran a robber which is like a too high safety, but then you got the middle linebacker or one of the safeties coming down and playing just right in the middle when you try to split the safeties, right? Pick six. Nick Saban, Nick Saban knows that as good as this guy's been, dude, he he cannot he cannot read the defense at an elite level, NFL level, and he cannot make all of the NFL throws at all times, especially when he is under duress. And though he played well, and he's played well all season. I want to give him every bit of credit for what he's done for this regular season for the University of Georgia. He will never beat Alabama if it comes down to critical moments and if Nick Saban is coaching this secondary in the defense. I, I'm telling you. JT, which we'll see if JT can do it, but I just think JT gives you an element of consistency on third downs. Making making good decisions the right moment. In that decision, take a sack. You're trying to get back into the game. Take a sack and punt the ball away. Throwing pick sixes, running, throwing it off your back foot. It is it is nauseating to see the same thing happen over and over and over and over again. And Kirby cannot let Todd Munkin just do his thing. Now that's that's on the offense. That's the offensive. That's my that's my that's my thing with the offense. But for this defense to give up 400-plus passing yards on a team that we know cannot run the ball, cannot protect their quarterback, for them to look as good as they did protecting their quarterback, they didn't even attempt to run the ball. It's, it's counter what Monday Night Football was. Belichick ran the ball because he knows Mac Jones is not ready to throw against an elite secondary in the Buffalo Bills. So he didn't even try. You see what I'm saying? These, these coaches, these legends in their sport, they do not care about style points and how they go about finding success. Success is the goal, and we will do whatever we have to to get there. Not let's do what we do and hope to find success. 12-0 regular season success, it's nice. It's amazing. It is not enough. It's not enough. And I want to run down some numbers, some quarterback numbers, through the past couple years. Y'all all know that it's Ohio State. It's been Clemson. It's been Alabama. These guys are the ones winning championships right now. Let's look at their quarterbacks. And again, I want to give all this credit to Brooks Austin. Follow him on Twitter, Brooks Austin SI. This, this man, yeah, I was in a type of mood to where I just needed somebody to tell me what was going wrong, but you really sit down and think about it. It is what it is. Kirby has to see this. Nick Saban clearly does. Everybody in the country saw what happened. The good thing is we're in the playoffs and it's not over, but let me have let me have my rant. I've been holding this in for like two days. All right. So in 2000 in the 2018 title game, Trevor Lawrence had 32 pass attempts, right? And that was a 30-point blowout. That game was over in the fourth. We all remember Joe Burrow in the LSU undefeated season. In the 2019 title game, after they drug us in the SEC championship game, 49 pass attempts. Mac Jones. Last year's title game, 45 pass attempts. In the SEC game that we just got embarrassed, 
well, really not embarrassed. We lost by 17, and that complexity of that game could have been different. We do need to, I do need to emphasize that. Bryce Young, 44 pass attempts, and you know Alabama is going to continue to do this as they as they march through the playoffs. And and again, it's obvious. He he writes or somebody that he somebody who uh, did a summation of his YouTube video wrote this. You need an elite dynamic passing game in order to win at the highest level in college football. You also need a quarterback who can remain efficient as their pass attempts go into the 30s and 40s. Something I found interesting when looking at the game logs from the past championships, quarterbacks uh, quarterbacks is that they all had multiple games throwing 40-plus passes, even in some lopsided victories. Now, through the course of this year, what's been the game plan for Georgia? Stetson has been more than a game manager, yes. But very rarely do we need or do we even ask him to throw the ball more than 30 times, right? We're running the ball. We're leaning on people with the offensive line. We're play action. Stetson uses his legs. All we really need, we really don't even need the 30 to 37 points per game that we've been putting up because our defense has eaten the opposition, right? But everything looks good when you win, and that's fine. But when you get exposed like this, you have to look at why. Stetson is not, he cannot maintain efficiency as he gets up past that 30, 30 attempt per game passing mark. That's because we don't ask him to do that. And you have to be elite to continue to be efficient. When we saw JT, what did we see? It was about 30 passing attempts, 300 yards, and three touchdowns rolling out of bed. He's not the most mobile. This whole a, a dual threat quarterback is solid. It's great when you have to improvise, right? The 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 quarterbacks that beat uh Alabama, you know, uh Joe Burrow, uh Trevor Lawrence, uh Johnny Manziel, right? But you don't have to be dual threat. Let's look at the NFL where quarterback is the hardest position to play. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Boom. I can start there. I can stop there and you can just eat that. I don't really care how you feel. Mike Vick was great, but what he what's he doing? Getting hurt. Inefficient. The more he throws the ball, inefficient. Stetson Bennett is a walk-on, and his cap was always going to be there. And it took Alabama for us. And it's so funny. The same, the same people that were calling uh people who said JT Daniels needs to start were I saw it all over the message boards. You're not real fans. You should support Stetson Bennett. They're the ones that want Stetson Bennett and Kirby Smart's head right now. The game of football changes, but it stays the same. If you think a walk-on is going to have elite success at the highest level and he's going to get a 30 for 30 just because, you're kidding yourself. JT Daniels came here not only to put film out for the NFL, but to, dude, this kid, this kid can sling it. Todd Munkin wanted him himself. Wanted a player like this himself. That's why Dwan Mathis is out of here. JT Daniels needs to be the guy. If if you have a good running game, two good backs, one in between the tackles, one able to catch out of the backfield, an offensive line, freshman, the, the best freshman player in college football, George Pickens, Jermaine Burton, give me any slot you want to, throw in Ladd McConkey. We can keep up with Alabama scoring if our defense can get right. Now, the defense, man, 
I know the secondary is a little bit sus, but goodness gracious, bro. I, I'm hearing that they put in new coverages the week before Alabama. Dude, offensively, I think we need to change. But defensively, you need to do what you've been doing. You, you need to get back to what you've been doing. I talked about on this podcast with Keegan. Two high safeties make Alabama drive the field. Hopefully they turn the ball over. Hopefully they get penalties. They did none of that, of course. They had one more penalty than we did. One more penalty than we did. And huge plays. That Jamin, that Jameis, I think it's Jameis, Jameson Williams, dude, when he caught that touchdown pass right over the middle and burnt the safety. And I think I want to, I don't know if it was a linebacker coming on the backside or another corner. The dam broke. The dam broke. It was it was a bust. I don't mind, you know, big contested catches, you know, because Mechie and uh, Williams, Mechie, who's out, I hate to see that, uh, but that will probably hinder Bama just a bit, so we'll get another chance. But, dude, some of this coverage was blown, soft coverage, and what really magnified it, again, when you have a weak or less than elite secondary, if your front seven, front four can't get home, you're going to struggle. Really, we needed to have front four pressure. So I don't know. And God bless Jordan Davis. He, he's great, but he's a run stopper. Nick Saban took him out of the game. Took him out of the game. If we play them again, you're going to see a lot more Jalen Carter. You're going to see a lot more Nolan Smith. You're going to see a lot more Channing. You, there's, no need, there's no need to continue to do unsuccessful things. Nick Saban, I said it over and over, he's not going to give away wins. He's not going to give away wins. He will do whatever he has to to get the win. That's what we can't figure out. That's the biggest disparity between him and Kirby. And Kirby's going to have another opportunity to show it. I, I am not on the fire Kirby bandwagon at all. He, is, he has done a great job with this program, but he is going to have to learn that in the areas that he is not a pro, that he is not elite, Take your hand off the wheel. Let somebody else do it. Todd Munkin, Todd Munkin's been having his quarterbacks, lamed up quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that aren't anywhere near as good as the talent we have at UGA. They've been throwing the ball 30 plus times, 40 plus times his whole career. Stop pulling the reins on him. Let Todd Munkin do his thing. You play the defense because Lord knows defense struggled enough. Let the man let the man do what he's done his whole life and call an offense. Him and Buster Faulkner, QB coach, whoever it is. I need to see JT. We're gonna find out real quick. And I said I said this before. What it was the last stretch of games was Georgia Tech, uh, Charleston Southern. It might be too late. And that's if that's if JT's fully healthy. A lot of people are saying it didn't look like he was going to go in. Well, hell, I'm not going to put JT on film for Alabama if we see him again after we're getting whooped. Let's let Stetson go in there and take his lumps because Lord knows he ain't going to the NFL. This is it for him. And I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just I'm so mad I folded. I sat on here and tell you, yeah, I'm I'm a ride with Stetson right before we get woodshedded. I shouldn't have folded. I shouldn't have blinked. Because ain't no way a walk-on's gonna beat, ain't no way a walk-on's gonna beat Nick Saban. Not playing like that, especially if your defense can't. What did Nick Saban say? Shit through a tin horn? We couldn't do nothing. 
It's embarrassing over and over again. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I really am. Two thoughts, though, outside of stats on the win. I'm hearing a lot of talk. Obviously, there's going to be a couple of conspiracy theorist people, but some people seem to be under the impression that, you know, it was kind of set up for two SEC teams to make the playoff, you know, money talks, you know, hey, Kirby, hey, help help out help out Bama over here, you know, for ratings. You'll get another shot, yada, yada, yada. Me, personally, I'm on the second thought, or I'm on I'm on that wavelength. I just think Alabama was desperate. We we all talk amongst ourselves and on this podcast about how we're in no matter what. We're 12 and 0. Bama's struggling. This ain't the this ain't the this ain't the old Alabama. Boy, when I tell you I got some Alabama fans in my family and they was on my neck. I ain't playing with you. Alabama they ain't physical no more. They ain't got no defense. This ain't this ain't your daddy's Alabama. Yeah, well. Pride is the devil, boy. I don't know what else to tell you. I, as long as Nick Saban's on that sideline, you better not get too loud. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you straight up. It's a recipe for disaster. So you keep playing. But Alabama was desperate. It's like a uh, NBA playoffs. You know, say you're you know you're down three two. You know that game six on your opponents on your opponent's field. That's a hard game to win. We have got to find a sense of desperation. And if we meet them again in the championship, I think I think the, the embarrassment, Nolan Smith said it better, if you don't feel the pain from not holding up that trophy and taking another L to Alabama, you really, you're not supposed to be here. You might, you're not supposed to be on this team. I know the players in that room feel that way. I know Kirby feels that way. That's why I'm not going to bust him up too much. I know, I know this is a, a shot to the ego. Because this is on him. You prepared. I know he prepared so well. But we got to find success and do what it takes to get there. And I don't think it's that far-fetched that we can beat Alabama. I still think we're better than them. We've got to score 30 to 35 more points, and we've got to play better defense. These guys can't run the ball. We cannot let Bryce Young get creative. He's a special player, no doubt. But we did We did not even try to hinder his creativity. This man could have went to art school. Quick draw McGraw out here just slinging the ball everywhere. Unencumbered. You're a defensive coach. You got your best friend, your best man, Will Will Muschamp, right beside you. I refuse to think that this defense is that bad. You can call it sketchy. You can call it conspiracy, whatever. We're not doing that again. Let me get, let me get, let us get one more chance at Alabama. I'll take an L. But you you can take an L the right way. Last second field goal, second and 26, as much as it hurts. I'm not trying to be out here getting embarrassed. I got to wear these colors. And I sure, I sure did the next day. And they played Sweet Home Alabama for an hour at work. So that's my rant. Ooh, that felt good. <laughs> um, I, I encourage you to take a minute. Go back and watch the film. Brock Bowers alone probably could keep us in the game, man. I'm te- I'm telling you, we are close. But Kirby's got to stop being stubborn. And the defense has got to wake up. We got the best linebacker in the country. The Jordan Davis thing, that's a tough one. I'm not really sure, but if he can't, if he cannot be a factor, 
Either you 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 let your defi- defensive line just contain and drop seven, or you got to get to the quarterback. That much I know. I want to see JT. If we go down swinging with JT, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that L. But I cannot watch Stetson Bennett play against Al- I, against elite. Ugh, I can't talk against elite defenses anymore, especially Nick Saban. Nick Saban ain't having it. He's not having it. And as UGA fans, there's nothing wrong with criticizing our team and asking them to do better. Don't stay butthurt. It's 24 hours. I know it's been 48 for me, but I'm done after this. We're going to go see Michigan and Miami. We're going to preview that game, and it is not going to be easy. Michigan is about as close to a, a carbon copy of us as it gets. The one thing they don't have is a JT Daniels. I hope and pray that Kirby has some serious reflection and uh, looks to right this ship. But if I know Kirby, (laughs) you can count on it. Dog Nation, I appreciate you giving me a little bit of time to rant. (sighs) Finish up licking your wounds. We're in the playoffs at number three. We're not done yet. You know what it is. Off the leash. Dogs.